0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian and I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from youthful yokels to yelping yokels. And today we're talking about Yetis.
1: So, of all the monstrous creatures that dwell. You're not going to say hi to me? Oh, hey, Brian. Hey, Will. (laughs) Read the page. (laughs) So, of all the monstrous creatures that dwell in the cold places of the world, there is perhaps none as actively feared and warded against in towns and villages as the Yeti. White dragons and frost giants are far more powerful and deadly, but are also quite rarely situated near any established humanoid settlement. Yetis are more common and numerous, and as such pose a more everyday threat than either of these legendary monsters. A yeti's wind howl sounds out across remote mountains, striking fear into the hearts of the scattered miners and herders that dwell there. These hulking creatures stalk alpine peaks in a ceaseless hunt for food. They're strong, fierce, intelligent, and move nearly imperceptibly against a backdrop of ice and snow. Their ability to blend into the snow, coupled with their eerie howl, sometimes heard echoing through the mountains, has given them a reputation as sinister, supernatural creatures, and in most editions, they are. But in some, they're actually little more than large carnivorous apes. These deadly predators are based off of the creature uh, from Himalayan folklore of the same name.
0: Very, very folklore still, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can only picture the guy from Monsters, Inc. that's just straight chilling. Oh, no, yeah. Eating snow cones. You know, I always
1: just picture the one from, uh, is it Rudolph the Red-Nosed there? Oh, yeah, yeah, the clay one? I always picture <coughs> that one, yeah. That's
0: not bad. Or... um, or uh, Empire Strikes Back, you know? Oh, yeah, sure. And there's yeah. not yetis, but, no, but that's basic, like the closest thing Star Wars got
1: to it. It's basically
0: It's a yeti. basically a yeti.
1: So in Himalayan folklore, the yeti is a monstrous creature. The entity has also come to be referred to as Abominable Snowman in Hell, Western yeah. popular culture. The names yeti and mette are commonly used by the people indigenous to the region and are part of their folk beliefs. According to some, the Yeti was a part of the pre-Buddhist beliefs of several Himalayan peoples. Some sources claim it originated as a glacier being, worshipped as a god of the hunt. It has also been reported that followers of the Bon religion once believed the blood of the wild man had used in certain mystical ceremonies. This being was depicted as an ape-like creature who carries a large stone, uh, a large stone as a weapon and makes a whistling swoosh sound.
0: That's interesting. So they're almost looking at it as like a Neanderthal of some kind. Yeah. All right. So, Yetis in
1: D&D are depicted as an amalgamation between a human, an ape, and a bear with horns of a ram or goat atop their
0: head. A bear or a ram? Okay. that I guess I can see that. You should pull up 5th edition Yeti and see what the image looks you like. You know what's funny is I fought them, but I didn't ever really see them. Oh, I Uh, see. D&D, 5e,
1: Their feet and hands are wide and flat, which helps to disperse their great weight on treacherous snow fields. They travel on all fours like apes, but fight very comfortably standing erect. Unlike most apes and gorillas, the Yetis do not have an opposable toe on its feet. They wear no clothing or ornamentation. The spore or smell of a Yeti is very subtle in cold climates, but in confined or warm areas, they have a strong musky odor. Uh huh. The, the eyes of a Yeti are piercing icy blue or almost colorless. Their claws and flesh are ivory white. Unlike many Arctic creatures, the Yeti does not have a thick layer of body fat to keep it warm. Instead, it relies upon the special properties of its thick, warm fur. As a transparent second eyelid, which allows the creature to see in blowing snow, it prevents its eyes from freezing in extreme temperatures. Its
0: warm, thick, stink ass coat. Yeah. Where it can also smell. The skin of its, yellow, its Yeti compatriots from 40 miles away. Indeed. I'm waiting for that paragraph. Yeah, right. <laughs> did you pull up the image? <laughs> yeah, I did. It's yeah. The um, horns? It's terrifying. And yeah. I keep thinking more and more about the um, how much more this one looks like uh, the Yeti creature on um, that Disney ride, Matterhorn. Um, Does it look
1: like that one? It's been too long. I don't remember.
0: Uh, let me go ahead and switch it up. To <laughs> that Yeti creature on matterhorn. You mean matterhorn. the yeti on matterhorn. You mean the Yeti? You mean the Yeti? That Yeti like creature, the Yeti? Uh, pretty close. No horns, but the body is pretty much the same. It yeah. looks a little more like shaggy, okay. you know, fur all around sure. it. Um, I like the yell this thing makes, but I'm going to recommend you don't ride the matterhorn at Disneyland if you're bigger than like five foot seven because oh. you'll fucking feel like you're about to fly straight off that shit.
1: Oh, uh, that's a very old roller coaster. It is so. sketched, yeah.
0: dude. It is not. It, is, it made me fear my life. It's like yeah. the only ride at Disneyland that makes me fear <laughs> my fucking life.
1: All right. Well, back to the Yeti. Yeah. The Yeti is a fierce hunter of the polar regions. It stalks its prey and even lays ambushes, attempting to gain surprise. Folk of the high peaks travel in groups and go armed knowing that Yetis can smell living flesh from miles away. There it is. <laughs> there it is. When it finds its prey, a Yeti moves quickly over ice and stone to claim its meal, howling to the thrill of the hunt. Even in a blizzard, the scent of its quarry draws the yeti through the cold and snow. A favorite trick of the most clever of yetis is to get ahead of its prey and lie in a depression in the snow or lie in a shallow pit and cover itself with snow, springing forth to claim the flesh of their unsuspecting I'm prey. I'm trying not to reference the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> yetis hunt in solitude or in small family groups when creatures flee from a yeti or engage it in battle. However, other yetis have been known to catch the scent of blood and close in. The territorial yetis fight one another for the spoils of such battles and yetis slain in the fight are also eaten amid euphoric howls.
0: Peter from Um, there's, yeah, the stink thing. It's back. Yeah, stink things back and <laughs> never left. <laughs> never left. This is, we're gonna add it to the list, the long list of uh things in D and D that are common across every edition, which is yeah. things. Things uh, that smell. Baby stealing. Babies. Baby stealing. Baby stealing. Um. <laughs> Uh, what are the other ones? I feel like we kind of got away from them. <laughs> we did. In the, in the did, lore. But yeah. we're going to add, whatever they are, and I'm sure somebody out there remembers, uh, j- just add th- uh, that this this fantasy world that we made, uh, that somebody that Gary Gygax is responsible for, smells like shit. It smells so bad. And the monsters here take advantage of that. It's true. So,
1: speaking of their howls, though, the howl of a yeti is supposed to be something truly eerie to behold. There's nothing magical about it, nor is it tied to any of their abilities, but the lore speaks of a borderline supernatural quality to their screams. Um, Before an avalanche, a blizzard, or a deadly frost, the Yeti's howl sweep down the mountain slopes on the icy wind.
0: That's convenient.
1: Some superstitious peoples of the Alpine Peaks believe that the voices of loved ones killed in avalanches and blizzards sound out amongst the wails of the Yeti's, crying warnings of ill omen. More pragmatic folk attest to the Yeti's howl is a reminder that despite the great accomplishments of civilization, the civilized become the hunted in nature's untamed domain. Now, this concept vaguely reminds me of some of the lore about the Wendigo from Native American folklore. Mm-hmm. Some lore states that the Wendigos can mimic the sound of loved ones crying out to lure victims into traps. Ah, yes, I, well, I the Yorona. Really, yeah, I really like that.
0: Crying out for her children. Yeah. Ah, uh, so. interesting.
1: Although the Yeti is a creature of near-average human intelligence, roughly about a nine, they have no true civilization. They can use simple tools, including man-made weapons, but will not make any themselves. Yetis live in ice caves in hills and mountains. Sometimes these are natural. Sometimes they're excavated or enlarged by uh, Yetis to accommodate their family. Most treasures found on Yetis and in their caves are items recovered from the bodies of explorers.
0: Yetis sound super lonely. They do. They they got their family, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, they got their fan.
1: Well, that's an interesting idea. A barbarian who was like a halfling raised by Yetis. (laughs) <laughs> moving on nice <laughs> life is harsh in the Arctic and friends and food are hard to find making survival and reproduction the Yeti's only goals Yeti's will associate only with their immediate family the young leaving to fend for themselves as soon as they are mature any living creature not of their family is considered potential food including mm-hmm. other Yeti's this does not make them foolhardy only a starving Yeti will attack any obviously stronger party Um, Their typical diet consists of herd creatures such as caribou, bears, wolves, and other creatures inhabiting the snowy mountains in which they live. And when mountain herds are abundant, yetis tend to stay, stay clear of humanoid realms. In times of famine, driven by hunger, however... They attack humanoid settlements in waves, going as far as breaking down town gates and stockade walls that once might have daunted them, then devouring the creatures within. Yikes. I
0: know. Die in a yeti swarm.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's terrifying. Devious mountain folk sometimes use yetis as unwitting weapons. A warlord might lay down slaughtered sheep or goats to draw yetis into an enemy's camp, sowing chaos and thinning the ranks before the battle mountain clown mountain Mount clown, mountain Clowns. Mount, Mount Clowns. Oh, god worse than yetis <laughs> <laughs> Mountain clan chiefs wanting to expand their territory over hunt local game to diminish the Yeti's food supplies inspiring attacks on humanoid settlements that are swiftly annexed into the after in the aftermath so maybe this episode teaches us that it is us and not the yeti who's the real monster in d
0: that seems uh, super accurate yeah <laughs> so yetis are just they're a byproduct of us the <laughs> right. real enemy indeed adventurers
1: and in that vein of conversation yetis are sometimes hunted by humanoid races their claws and teeth have value for their toughness and rarity of the creature the yeti fur is prized by those living in cold climates for its extraordinary ability to keep its wear warm a full grown yeti pelt can fetch up to 300 gold pieces in the open market. There's also a substance derived from the yeti r- remains called yeti oil, which can be used as a potent poison.
0: But be careful. Some uh some merchants will come around telling you that this yeti oil is full of good shit and yeah. it's not. Don't cook with that yeti butter. Don't don't do it. It's it's like um it's bad. On I know year of the giant technically technically it's not over, but we've recorded <laughs> our last episode yeah. uh, like in giant stuff. But uh-huh. a frost giant decked out in like yeti skins and like yeti horns and And teeth and stuff—that'd be super dope. That's a cool. That's a cool thing. It's very terrifying. It's a neat thing. I said. Yeah,
1: Yetis are also known for their two innately magical abilities. Their paralyzing gaze and their complete immunity to cold... I remember that! The Yeti's icy simian gaze can freeze its prey in place. Whether this is due to fear or some magical freezing ability is not really explained. And though Yetis are immune to cold, they are extremely vulnerable to fire and have an innate, deep-seated fear of the element.
0: Okay, that that all makes sense. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make you feel like you're frozen, but you're not. Mm -hmm. But it feels like it, though. sure does.
1: All right. Lastly, there are creatures known as abominable Yetis. Mm. An abominable Yeti is larger than a normal Yeti, standing three times as tall as a human. It typically lives and hunts alone, though a pair of abominable yetis might live together long enough to raise young. These towering yetis are highly territorial and savage, attacking and devouring any warm-blooded creature they encounter, uh, then scattering the bones across the ice and snow. They also have a powerful frost-breath attack similar to that of a white dragon.
0: Oh, cool. Okay, that's a nice little uh, flavor upgrade there. (laughs) Indeed. And
1: that's all I got about yetis. You got any questions? Why didn't we
0: take a short rest?
1: Uh, because uh, we're gonna take a short rest and then you're gonna do some stat block reading. Oh, uh, I love it!
0: Yeah, let's take a short rest. Let's do it. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you, cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash DungeonCast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash DungeonCast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash DungeonCast. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine. erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, everybody, be sure to check out Super, Super Quest, Saga. Quest Saga,
1: a future fantasy 5th edition DD actual play podcast, home brewed and dungeon mastered by yours truly, me. And set in space. And
0: I play in it. Along with your special guest, Jake, and friend of the show, Josh Freeland.
1: You can find it on YouTube, iTunes, or anywhere else you can get your podcasts.
0: Super Quest Saga! We've returned. Indeed we have. I'm back to read you stat blocks. Indeed. About big uh, dudes that stand in such a way as if to, like, look at my magnificence. Also, here's my junk. It's a big furry patch. Yeah, yeah, it's true.
1: <laughs> Scary. Look, I'm looking at it right now. Honestly, that's that would be terrifying.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of recurring junk out sort of things in the last few episodes. Uh <laughs> yeah, smelly stuff, true. junk out stuff. Maybe that's they're true. they're linked together somehow. Maybe. Let's get into the statistics of, of the yetis. yeti. Uh typically a pack of yetis will kill seven to eight humans per year. At a rate, of, no, those are the wrong statistics. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Yeti is a large monstrosity of chaotic evil. Oh wow! Their armor class is twelve, natural armor. Hmm. Their hit points are fifty-one. Their speed is forty feet, with a climb speed of forty feet, which is horrifying, considering yeah. you're probably on a mountain.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh,
0: or they're just climbing your house if they're if they're in the. That's mood. also terrifying. Yes, with a strength of eighteen, a dex of thirteen, a con of sixteen, an intelligence of eight, a wisdom of twelve, and a charisma or charisma of seven. Hmm really uncharismatic i mean who needs to be they just yell a whole lot yeah and then the ghosts of your ancestors yell out alongside them (laughs) for some reason like yeah run dog (laughs) run (laughs) there's a a blizzard coming (laughs) also there's a yeti out here (laughs) all right so skills perception plus three and stealth plus three okay damage immunities cold yeah uh they've got 60 feet of dark vision and passive perception. That was probably the other thing of a list of D&D stuff is dark vision equals regular vision and regular vision yeah, equals bad vision. Yeah, that is another thing for sure. Um, don't fart in the Underdark. Don't. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay, they're coming back. Yeah. The languages they speak is Yeti. <laughs> a challenge rating of three, which is uh, right around the golden number here. Yeah. So Did you go over a vulnerability? Uh It doesn't have that yet. Fear of fire is the next thing. Oh, uh, okay. So if... uh What do they call these? Are these abilities fear of fire or just like um that doesn't is say anything. a, good a title. I was, feature monster feature a feature i, I was wondering like creature feature the first creature feature is the fear of fire if the yeti takes fire damage it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the end of its turn
1: okay so it's not actually vulnerable it just fire fucks it up is that how it is
0: uh if the yeti takes fire damage it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the end of it sure it turn. doesn't have vulnerabilities up by immunities up there mm, yep i mean this is an older monster manual okay no, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keen smell. The Yeti has advantage on wisdom or perception checks that rely on smell. Snow camouflage. The Yeti has advantage on dexterity stealth checks made to hide in snowy terrain.
1: Yeah. So they big ambushers, big hunters.
0: Big hunter boys or girls or whatever actions multi-attack the yeti can use its chilling gaze to make two claw attacks which we've sort of covered already yeah that's pretty
1: brutal chilling gaze and then two claw attacks lock you down love lockdown yeah
0: uh claw is a melee weapon attack with a plus six to hit reach of five feet Mm -hmm. with uh one target so it's going to do on a hit seven or 1d6 plus four slashing damage plus three 1d6 cold damage so 2d6 plus seven yeah, 1d6 uh, plus 4, oh. or and then another d6 of So 2d6 plus 4, and
1: if they hit, that's 4d6 D- plus 8, yeah. and you're paralyzed. That sucks.
0: That's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. this Chilling Gaze says the Yeti, t- uh, the Yeti targets one creature it can see within 30 feet of it. If the target can see the Yeti, the target must succeed on a DC 13 Constitution saving throw against this magic, or take 10, 3d6, cold damage, and then be paralyzed for one minute. Oh, so
1: it's damage and you're paralyzed? Yikes.
0: Jeez um that's pretty hardcore that's a lot of d6s these
1: guys are the perfect challenger right they're three three like perfect low level boss yeah perfect mid-level mini boss if especially if you pair them up and perfect mob at the high
0: levels yeah if you get surrounded by these guys yikes you ain't going Mm -hmm. nowhere. but if you but if you're
1: being put up against like a group of six of these things you're probably more like level nine or ten and so like it's gonna be a tough fight but like that's a fun fight
0: yeah, it's, it seems fun. Also, like, if yeah. this is happening during a blizzard and, like, it's hard to see this yeti, that might factor in here. Oh, know? yeah, that's true. Um, so things to consider there. Uh, let's see. Unless it's immune to cold damage, you're good. That's where I left off. The target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. If the target saving throw is successful or if the effects end on or if the effect ends on it, the target is immune to chilling gaze of all yetis, but not an abominable yeti. <laughs> okay. All yetis except <laughs> yeah. abominable ones for one hour. Okay, so for the sure. rest of the, the fight, for You're sure, good. at yeah. least. Yeah. Unless, and then we've turned the page. To the abominable to yeti. To the abominable yeti. This is some cool mountain art. Some, mm-hmm. snowy, I some know. snowy peaks and valleys here. Very cool d d book. Mm-hmm. It was appreciated. Uh, All right, the Abominable Yeti is a huge monstrosity of chaotic evil with an armor class of 15, all natural. Hit points, 137, which is substantially more, if I remember correctly, from one page ago. Yes, Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. three times the amount. Yes. Uh, Well, less than that. But speed is 40 feet, climb is 40 feet, which is the same. Now we get into the strength, which is a very beefy 24 strength. God damn. With a dex of 10, a con, a very beefy con of 22. (laughs) Nine intelligence, slightly smarter. Uh, 13 Wisdom and 9 Charisma so they can sweet talk you just a little bit huh? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here Perception is plus 5 Stealth plus 4 in terms of skills Damage Immunities Cold Senses, Dark Vision of 60 feet Passive Perception of 15 The Language he Speaks is Yeti The Challenge Rating 9 so much higher mm-hmm, Fear definitely. Fire is still here The Yeti takes fire damage has disadvantage on attack rolls and Billy checks until the end of his next turn Keen Smell and Snow Camouflage all those things stay the same the multi-attack. The Yeti can use its chilling gaze and make two claw attacks. It's pretty much the same thing. The only thing that's different here is the damage, it looks like, is doubled. Yeah, yeah. So melee weapon attack is going to be a plus 11 to hit, reach of 5 feet, one target on a hit. I feel like the reach do. should be
1: further if this dude's, like, almost huge. Is he huge? He's huge. Why should his reach be 5 feet? It should be 10 feet.
0: Yeah. It's weird. Maybe if he's uh, if it's extra cold outside, he can go farther. <laughs> I don't know. We, we've kind of said that. Like, that's a little bit off? Yeah. Um, so you should probably increase that? That's what I would do. Okay. Um, Let's see where I leave off. The hit is 14 or 2d6 plus 7 slashing damage plus 7 or 2d6 cold damage. It's so, a uh, big buff there. Um Chilling Gaze. Yeti's going to target a creature you can see within 30 feet if the target can see the Yeti. Succeed on a DC 18 con save throw against this magic. Oof, that's or a high take save, yeah. 21 or 6d6 cold damage Oof. and be paralyzed for one minute. Mm-hmm. Unless it's immune to cold damage. Which, like, what player character is immune to cold damage? Very few. Uh, the target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of his turn. And so you guys get it. Um, cold breath is uh, going to recharge on a 6. So mm-hmm. that just means that you roll a d6 to on each of this thing's turn. Yeah. If you roll the 6, you get to do the cold breath again. Because if you do it. You expend it. Got to recharge it. Yeah. The Yeti exhales a 30-foot cone of frigid air. Cold, <laughs> cold breath. Each uh, each creature in that area must make a DC 18 constitution saving throw, taking 45 or Ooh. 10 D8 cold oh. damage on a failed save or half as much damage oh. on a successful, successful one. one. So, an abominable yeti plus two normal yetis equals a fucking hard fight. Yes, very much so. Time. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is this guy is wild. Yeah, he's a big boy. Shoot, man. <laughs> I, yeah, this this recharge, man, these recharges are are nutty for yeah. sure.
1: So man, oh yeah, sorry.
0: The power yeah. level on these, you can kind of tell how how strong they are because yeah. of like what you need to roll for mm. the recharge so yeah. it's only a six so a one in six chance right yeah 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 he's got um,
1: so like i didn't recharge the frost breath on the the thing you find in super quest saga yeah i know yeah.
0: uh because it, it definitely almost killed me the first time i did it <laughs> yeah. um yeah frost breath no joke cold damage no joke and like no one's resistant or immune as far as like party play you know player characters unless you you know can you know an item is in play or some kind of magic. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's a wizard spell that can give you resistance to like stuff like cold and things. I'm pretty yeah. Certain. And like there are <laughs> class features
1: that can give you resistances to certain elements. And I think if you get super high level, they can turn into immunities, but okay. they're few and far between.
0: Yeah. Basically what I'm saying is like, you're not, this is really uncommon to have these resistances to, so. yeah, yeah.
1: to have straight immunities. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. So players are, uh, players are going to get smacked. Yeah. Um,
1: so uh, with that being said, I think we're ready to get ready for a long rest.
0: Let's get ready for the long rest. Let's do it. Hey everybody, welcome to the long rest. These slippies are fucking cold as fuck because they're just fucking ice cubes. <laughs> <laughs> they're ice cubes, or okay. or or the nice slippies. The uh, the nice slippies could be. They're super-duper warm because they're covered in Yeti yep, fur. Yep. And they have little Yetis at the yeti end. Yeti That seems like a low-hanging, you know, like, yeah, well, it's just the monster the face one. on the end. That's Yeah, that's the easy one. I like the ice cubes. Okay, for my, sure. My feet can launch a cold breath <laughs> if I click my heels together. But only on a six.
1: <laughs> I almost feel like you're, like you're shopping in the slippy store. You see the Yeti ones, you're like... Man, those ones are too easy. And then you see the ice cube ones. You're, I'm going to put those on. Yeah, like, <laughs> I,
0: they don't even have the ice cube. I go up to the tailor up front. I'm like, can you just make some fucking ice cubes? I need to do a bit. <laughs> um, that's it. That's all I got. This okay. is one of the last slippies.
1: Yeah. There's, I there's think like two more, two three more, more. Two more slippy sets. Oh,
0: look. How many slippies are we doing? I'll, I'm gonna work really hard and pre and pregame, pre-game for my slippies. slippies. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. Um, the next two are good. I tried to end the, weir- the
1: the the year on a weird note.
0: Absolutely, you did. Mm. I'm excited. The next two episodes are gonna be great, you guys. Um, <laughs> happy holidays to all of you who celebrate holidays Indeed. at this time happy of holidays. the year or mm-hmm. whenever. I guess yeah. saying happy holidays is like a like a blanket, you yeah, know, like a, a big warm it nice everything. blanket. Yeah. Mary stuff merry you do. All that, that's, that's merry stuff cold you do. times festivities yeah. um and or whatever it good is winter. good winter good winter to you happy solstice y'all <laughs> uh i hope that you guys are doing well in the chaos of the outside world um we seem to be doing okay and getting by mm-hmm. um us in america are having a real hard time just getting it together at any level it seems like yeah. so uh you know but we'll make it stay safe wear your mask please help others mm-hmm. be considerate and um and love and love one another And all that good shit. We love you guys. Thank you very much for spreading the word about the dungeon cast. um, We're really happy for everybody who participated in our contest this year. We did a lot more than we did doing some experiments. And uh, it worked out. You know, we we created some traction, spread the word about the dungeon cast. And that's great. We're looking forward to next year, which is going to have a new theme. Um, we got a couple episodes left in the bank. If you're on Patreon, you know what that new theme is. And if you want to tell people about it, that's on you. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're not going to announce it until we do.
1: Yeah, until the first episode of next year.
0: You can join our Patreon and support us monthly. It really helps. It's the next best thing you can do aside from telling your friends about the show. Um at patreon.com slash the dungeon cast uh, you can find will on twitter at the dungeon cast and you can mm-hmm. find me on instagram at the dungeon cast and let us know if you have any good TikTok ideas because i'm working on that right now We're also we got a couple irons in the fire We're working on some new shows that are going to air on youtube publicly and i was going to pitch will an idea about compiling uh, One of these uh, shows into five videos and i think it would make a pretty good episode of the dungeon cast but we'll see about that They're called dd5 and mm-hmm. fantasy physics keep an eye out for them. They'll be coming next year mm-hmm. so with that, is there anything you'd like to add, William?
1: No, I think uh, you said everything uh, sweetly and succinctly.
0: There is uh, there is one more thing that oh, we haven't sure. mentioned in a while, which what is, is um, I, I guess I should, while I'm here plugging extra stuff, uh, check out our Discord or the show notes below has all this stuff. You can buy merch from our merch store. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we got a lot off. of new merch because we got we a do. lot of new art. We do. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And art rhymes with fart, and that's what d d smells like. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but check us out. If you want to hit us up for advertising or if you just want to say hello, you got a question, you have something you want to add, and you want to talk to us privately, you can do so at, the dungeoncast at gmail.com. Go ahead and send us a message. We love to read them. And it might take us a little while to respond, but we'll get to you eventually. Indeed. Uh, in that, we can call it a game.
1: All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>